else we talk about this week that cancel culture is not just about people losing their platforms. One, it's always happened. And so, uh, I mean, here we go. That's, that's actually his first point. One, cancellation, properly understood, refers to an attack on someone's employment and reputation by a determined collective of critics based on an opinion or an action that is alleged to be disgraceful or disqualifying. That's a mouthful, but basically he's saying this is when someone loses their job and or their reputation because someone calls them out. Mm-hmm. And then that's considered disgraceful or disqualifying. And we were talking the other day. Look, King Saul in the Old Testament, he was deplatformed, man. He was canceled. Yeah, he lost his... He had his day. Mm -hmm. And then he did some... He lost the spirit. He did some bad moves politically as a leader. And people said, look, this guy is not worth following. What about that David guy? Right. So this is a thing that has always happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, The... The issue now uh, is, number two, all, ca- all cultures canceled. The question is for what, how widely, and through what means. The rules have changed, mm-hmm. but the rules aren't clear in how they've changed because the power brokers are hiding their rules is, is, right. is the summary of what's going on right, right now. And if you think, I mean, it's as you and I have even just been batting around names of people who have been deplatformed, and, and I mean, the na- there's so many yeah. And then you have to have these conversations about, well, this person kind of like lost a, a level, but they haven't been completely deplatformed. Let's say a, a Bill Clinton. Right. Uh, he, he lost respect. Right. And, and it would be debatable. I mean, you're, you're a guy who's into politics. When was the low point in right. terms of the respect that, P, that he had? I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe uh, when Hillary ran for president, maybe there was a little bit of like, ah, the Clintons, they're kind of corrupt. I mean, Bill's had his issues with women. It's like, maybe we can not vote for her and kind of, we'll vote for Barack Obama or we'll vote for, uh, well, maybe they didn't vote for Trump, they didn't vote for, at all. But there's a sense where maybe Clinton, Bill Clinton's, some of his, his issues may have been affected on his wife, per se. But he, you have no, I mean, you're not in people's head. I, I didn't hear anyone actually say that. Sure. Maybe that was the case. But yeah, I mean, he... He actually was pop- more popular when he left office than he was, you know, when he first started. Yeah, I think he had like a 60-plus percent approval rating when he left office, right? Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, the issue with Monica Lewinsky never really... He didn't lose his his popularity, really, right. amongst most people. People kind of said, oh, yeah, I guess men do that once in a while. But he was a good president, you know? That was kind of and, the mindset. And, and yeah. that's... There, there are a lot of... Um kind of uh, vectors of uh, of change in yeah. our society. And the one that intersects with Bill Clinton is uh, the change in sexual mores and, and, yeah. and what is considered in, in American culture to be appropriate and inappropriate uh, sexually. And uh, so obviously, uh, in, in Christian terms, what he did was completely wrong. Uh, but ever since our culture went through the 60s and the 70s and the sexual revolution, uh, it is inevitable that questions would be raised, well, if we've changed the rules, is it really disrespectful what he did? Yeah. And it's been totally fascinating right. because depending on which power broker you're talking about, maybe Bill Clinton is a very bad guy or maybe he's just a man. And uh, who knows? Uh, all these... Uh, all these uh, locations in between those so you have these stories um 
And all cultures do cancel, though. That's yeah. probably, I think, one, um, one way I hope that this discussion today can be helpful is that um, there's this idea, I think, among certain kinds of conservatives that uh, we are the people who don't cancel. Well, that's foolish. Yeah. I, I, and then, and I'll, I'll state this. You know, I, I've been one of these people that have been a little bit uh, just frustrated, especially in the Christian culture. I think of this kind of canceling uh, mentality. Like... There, I've heard people say this just recently. I don't like Matt Chandler anymore. I'm like, why? Oh, because he said some weird prophecy thing, like in a sermon. I'm like, okay, where? Right. And, and I'm like, and, and I, there's some podcast guy that I don't. And I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I know I'm doing one, but I don't listen to them. Or I don't. I don't watch a lot of YouTube channels. Probably the better way to say it. And there's these Christian guys out there that I feel like are just like sniper rifling sure. certain pastors sure, and say, oh, sure. he said something. That was a little bizarre. Yeah. And so let's, you know, basically right. uh, shoot him in the head. And I'm just, like, so frustrated with yeah. these, like, this kind of cr- critics on the side just kind of like, oh, you're canceled. We'll, yeah. move, we'll move you out of the public right. eye. You used to be a guy that we used to put in the conferences. We're going to move you out of the way. We'll, we'll bring somebody else in. And it happens often. Yeah. And, and, I, and I understand this is a bit soft, too, but I understand C.J. Mahaney is not the most popular pastor in the world right now with, with, with and, I, and, and I'm not dismissing anything that happened there and I'm not yep, saying anything yep, was wrong yep, yep. but he's been canceled right I mean if you were called dead reading CJ Mahaney book you're like well why are you reading CJ Mahaney book and, and well, I love and, the book Humility I still give it out to right. people <laughs> and, and that brings up an issue that is that I would call second degree cancellation that since he was overseeing someone who did an act that right. is reprehensible right should he be canceled along with right. the person working under him? And all I'm going to say is that's a valid question. Should it's he be? Valid, yeah. Uh, and you have you have further questions. Did he protect them? Did he hide yeah. in the story? And I, I don't know all the answers to these I questions specifically know. concerning C.J. Mahaney. But second degree cancellation, I think we should ask questions there. Yeah. Um, and so uh, all cultures cancel. Yes. Yes. The question <laughs> is uh, for what, how widely, and through what means. Uh, Third, cancellation isn't exactly about free speech, but a liberal society should theoretically cancel less frequently than its rivals. Well, look, freedom of speech means something. If we are the people, if we are a people who has said we want a marketplace of ideas, we want to examine well and find the best ideas and then apply them, uh, well, if that's the the liberal society that we live in, that sh- that should happen. Um, so cancellation isn't exactly about free speech, but it it's related to free speech, right? Uh, you don't have a freedom. You don't have the freedom to have a job. And you do have the freedom to have a job, but you don't have the freedom to have necessarily have entitlement over the particular job that right. you lost. Yes, I mean, there's idea that, and this was an issue with uh, Colin Kaepernick. People are arguing, well, he has the freedom to kneel. The, the problem is he has a freedom to kneel as an individual in his home, but as an employee of a company, mm-hmm. they, he doesn't have the right necessarily to kneel and have the job. Yep. I think there, there, is, yep. there is a sense of like you can't just have your political views and be able to spread them as widely as you'd yep. like while also wearing a company logo on your shirt that you represent. There's a certain yep. nuance to that that I think people have lost yep. or they just don't understand or maybe uh, it's just not talked about well that then you, when you work in an employment somewhere, you represent that company. If you do something 
that brings, you know, that the company disagrees with, they do have the right to dismiss you. That's right. And, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I think a, a, a summary of what I'm hearing you say is, one, we feel entitled. Yes. Two, we shouldn't. Right. Three, it makes us vulnerable right. to things like this, where we think, I could never lose this, so I'll do whatever I want. Right. Your entitlement is not helping you. Right. Your, your attitude of entitlement is making you vulnerable to losing the good things in your life because right. you don't know what is there by a privilege uh, and, and what is there just by the action of somebody else that could then take that away. Right. And so cancellation happens all over the place, but you need to take out. All of us should take stock. I mean, the word privilege just came up. Look, every one of us, yes, uh, white privilege is a thing, but you brought up God earlier, that God gives abilities to everyone. An ability is a privilege. It is. You are able to do certain things in the world, and none of us is able to enumerate all of the abilities, talents, things in our background that give us yeah. legs up in various ways. Well, I'll be honest with you. I am jealous of Peyton Manning. I wish I could have thrown the ball the way he did and be 6'5". Well, sure. And <laughs> played football for Tennessee. <laughs> I wish there was a statue of me outside Neyland Stadium and not someone else. Like, there is a sense where I didn't have those privileges or opportunities, per se. Sure. And that's... Um, and, and, and I think, you know, as we... As we as we've already somewhat talked about, like you know, people need to have opportunities to to get employment and to work and to have access to education in all these different areas, and that's a good thing. But once you do have those opportunities and you're working in those those situations in those contexts, it doesn't give you the right to say whatever you want, right? And then keep the job, right? Yeah, and and you mm-hmm. have to have to take stock of those things. Yeah. You have to know about those things. Uh, number four, the internet has changed the way we cancel and extend can- extended cancellations reach. The internet has changed the way we cancel and extended cancellations reach. And, and, and the basic idea here is that um, what is what is the Mark Twain quote he brings up where he says, uh, "In you light out for the territory." Tell me that quote. Light lighting lighting out for the territory. I didn't understand that. Um, that. Yeah, I mean, this is an Old West sort of idea. If yeah. you make a bad name for yourself in uh, uh, that's right. in Colorado and in Boulder, well, then light out for the territory and head on to California. And look, you're a new man. That's right. Okay, listen, Nobody in the age you. of the Internet, you can't be a new man anymore. Right, right, right. You take you, your past with you. You just you. can't in a lot of ways. Um, it, it's funny uh, because, you know, we should all keep speaking of privilege. One thing we should all keep in mind is that um, we talk a lot about this world of social media. We don't have to do it. No, and I'm, exactly I am right. certainly sometimes envious of my friends who aren't on any of the social media platforms. And I could be one of those people. And it is it is legitimately a privilege to be on social media and to kind of read this weird newspaper of things that your friends from ages past are doing. Um, but it's a privilege that maybe I'll divest myself of, depending. Uh, maybe I'll get off Facebook and solely get on Snapchat or something that I'm not I even on it. right now. I doubt that, but we'll see. Um, and so, or TikTok. Uh, th- this one I think is easy for everyone to get their mind around, but the consequences of it are a little tougher to assess. The internet changing the way we cancel. I mean, man, opinions are flying. Well, and I think, <laughs> I think where the issue where the social media comes up with is, and this has happened a few times, especially in the sports world, is like a, a player is about to get drafted, and someone goes fishing on their on their Twitter page from like when they were fifteen and sixteen, sure. and they they said some really stupid yes. stuff that 
to be honest, I mean, I was 15 and 16, and I didn't say stupid stuff like that. Maybe they're just more courageous to say what they think, but, like, yeah. I would have been fair, scared to death to make the statements they did. Uh, out of fear that I'd get, you know, punished by my parents if anyone sure. found out that I spoke that way. Sure. Um, but, you know, 15, 16-year-olds, they have social media. They say stupid things to their friends on social oh, media. Yeah. And that stuff... Even if it's deleted, it's, I guess it's some way is able to be resurfaced. Yeah. And people have brought those up yeah. when they're getting drafted. Oh, this guy made a racist comment when he was 15 years old. Right, right. And there is a sense where a canceling does happen or a, or almost like a push for the canceling. And I, and I think the Internet makes that possible. Again, if this was the 1850s uh, and you said something racist when you were 15, no one's going to remember it uh-huh. five years later. Right. Um, and that is kind of one of the sad things is that your your mistakes in your youth stay public. Yeah. And I think kids, man, parents need to do a really good job of teaching their kids how to use social media. It can't just be like, well, they play with, they talk to their friends. Right, yeah. And it's, and it's a good um, way they can get canceled when they go to college or try to get into a, a job. Or it is. Like and that. that does happen. That's going to come up uh, later. That's a, a really good point. Um Number five, the internet has also made it harder to figure out whether speech is getting freer or less free. Uh, Because here's the thing. Certain opinions are being blasted from the rooftops of every major news organization. That's one thing. Second thing is, yes, it's true that everybody basically, everybody who wants a platform now can have one. Mm -hmm. I mean... You, if you know how the game is played, can impact today considerably more people mm-hmm. than at any point in history. Right. Uh, and that's a simple fact. Uh, and, and what do I mean by knowing? It's the thing you are talking about earlier. One, you got to be bold in your speech. Use certain words. I mean, here we get into talk about YouTube algorithms and uh, Twitter uh, feeds. Yeah. And, and you, if you use words of outrage, uh, you will get attention. That that that's how those platforms work. Right. Uh, and and again, outrage is not owned by the left or the right. Outrage yeah. gets eyes. That's right. Um, and then you want to overblow your story. Uh, unfortunately, frankly, as Americans, we're all about some overstatement. Oh yeah. And, and that's we have that as a foundation. And then over overstatement is the way to get news media attention. But meanwhile, I mean, that's basically Trump's campaign. Right yeah. there. <laughs> right. Uh, yes. Speaking of, one of the side effects that nobody on the left saw coming it is that this would help Donald Trump. Yeah. And uh, you can be guaranteed that plenty of people have kicked themselves in the last mm-hmm. four years over and over, mm-hmm. given that he was a master of certain elements of this, yeah. uh, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Uh, so so is speech getting freer or less free? I, you know, I, I see, I see the point. It, yeah. It is very difficult to be amplified and especially some of the stories that we've been talking about, you know, I mean, I think about this in regards to the Evansville courier. Um, sometimes it, they will feature a story of, uh, of a church doing a good thing in there and, you know, okay, well maybe, maybe newspapers shouldn't be terribly concerned with what churches are doing. Well, I think they should, but, you know, uh, are we concerned with writing things that would make people have reasonable mental health given these hard times? Uh, the media has a new role in the current society, and mostly what media has had to do for the last 20 years since uh, the Internet has 
become full strength is try to find a way to survive. Yes. And so then that just leads to more, more overblowing of stories, more clickbait. Mm-hmm. And, and that is, uh, like you said, uh, a lot of this um, seems related to COVID, mm-hmm. related to anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of that has, is, has just brought problems that were already present in the country right out to the surface. And so we won't know uh, how much of that I think is true. I'm looking to next spring is when I think the country will begin to normalize um, based on all the things that I know right now right. or the things that I'm guessing about right now. Um, and, and I do think, uh, I, I think that we're going to see a lot of good things begin to happen as far as mending fences, uh, reworking, uh, and, and moving forward in terms of how we treat each other. Um, but in the meantime, uh, it, it is a reasonable concern because of some things that you mentioned, uh, is, is Twitter now, uh, do they have any commitment to free speech or are they happy to define hate speech in-house and right. then judge, jury, executioner on who's hate speech and who's not? Yeah. And that's true of any social media platform, yeah. any news organization and all that. I, yeah, it, it, you know, it's interesting how you define free. I mean, um, the Wall Street Journal is owned by a corporation. It's owned by stockholders. Mm-hmm. Is it free? I mean, they have employees who write articles. Um, but... Um, they can't. They can't go beyond the corporate scope. Mm-hmm. I mean, that 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 affects their ad money. That right. affects some other issues. There's a thing with these social media platforms. If you don't know this, Facebook, Instagram. I guess Instagram is owned by Facebook. YouTube is owned by Google. Uh, Twitter. They're all. They all now are ad companies. They mm-hmm. sell ads. Facebook right now is having an issue because they'll have a lot of ad money being pulled um, because of because they have. They have been less willing to restrict free speech. Interesting. Yeah. So they're losing money. Yeah. So Twitter would say, we're going to restrict more free speech because that may actually help their bottom line. So I don't yeah. – it depends on how you define free. I mean – but I think where in the United States is so interesting is we have so many options by which you can get speech. Yep. You can go to Ben Shapiro. You can go to Fox News. You can go to CNN. You can read the Wall Street Journal. You can read, um, you know, the the New Yorker or whatever you're what you're going to read, and they're going to present their angle and they're going to be backed by their companies. Mm-hmm. And what are you gonna What are you gonna buy? Right. What speech are you gonna buy? Right. I think it's probably the better way to argue. Yeah, this than isn't that a challenge? Yeah. yeah. So um, number six, celebrities are the easiest people to target, but the hardest people to actually cancel. I didn't know anything about this Colbert thing, by the way. I didn't either. I'd uh, never, I didn't know Colbert. I didn't remember was, that. <laughs> I mean, Colbert is great. I don't. I, I never heard this before. Um, yeah, this is another. You know, um, I guess they are. I mean, they're in the public eye. They speak more publicly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sure, they're easy to target. But I think, I think people, if they're fans of the even Kevin Spacey, like. Kevin Spacey is a great actor, um, and you know I've watched a few things that he's in. He'll probably come back because he's a talented actor. You know, I bet people who like Kevin Spacey will go bu- go to his movies. Yeah. Regardless if he's a, I don't know what he is. Is he's like a homophobic race rapist? I don't know what his kind of issue or what he. I know that he, like, I, I understand a little bit of what he did, but I'm not really sure what the title you would say he is. Okay. You know what I mean? I, don't, I, I, don't I can't know remember what, his story. Yeah, exactly. Can't even remember his story. There's so many but stories. He's somewhat I, canceled, but I, you know, I think most of these celebrities. Like in the in the kind of the movie TV world sports world typically 
somewhat have a comeback. Maybe politi- politically, it's more difficult for them to have a comeback. I mean, John, John Edwards didn't come back after his Yeah, the issues. political world is uh, is certainly unique in that way. But, I mean, celebrities are the easiest, easiest people to target. I think they have power that is related to their station, related to their abilities. Um, J.K. Rowling, I believe, comes up there, and she yeah. uh, she's recently kind of... Um, she was fully on board uh, with uh, kind of the gay marriage uh, movement, and she now is public enemy number one as far as I can tell because she has recently come out and then doubled down against the transgender movement right. because of her feminist leanings. Right. And and I look, if I don't live in either the, the transgender movement world or the feminist uh, movement world, but I cannot imagine if you are really... Um, first wave, second wave, even third wave feminists that you, how are you going to get on board with the transgender movement and its goals? Yeah. And and she just, I, I think, is the first one to really come out and say, this is going to be destructive to women because a woman's life is a unique thing and you can't awake on a Tuesday and say you're a woman if you were a man on a Monday, and then say now I understand women on yeah. this Tuesday, uh, and yeah. that's what she's saying. And then yeah. they, she Ro- received and, brushback. And Rollins could write go, tomorrow, release a new book in the Harry Potter series, and it would be the number one on the bestseller list. And and so she has power in she it, has within power herself, and she has fame, and she has uh, a certain yeah quality about her because of the book she writes that has a huge fan base, and right. I'm pretty sure they see. Rawlings on the cover, they're gonna like, ah, oh, I'm not gonna buy it. I'm gonna just ignore the story. You know, there's such fans of it, right? So I think, I think it just depends on who you are and uh, how big the issue is, and um, and how much people are willing to forgive you in their kind of mindset, so that you're kind of kind of reestablished, I guess, as a as a non canceler. Yeah, and and this seems to be true. There's a thousand stories we could talk about related to celebrities, uh, and and it just seems true that they are the easiest people to target, but the hardest people to actually cancel. Um, and, and that's that's a, an important thing to note. And before, I mean, Marxism is all all about power, and uh, I, I think we need to say yes. There are questions about power in our current world. Mm-hmm. Uh, look. There aren't too many questions from a Christian perspective because Jesus says power is to serve people. Right. That's what you should do with the abilities that you have is right. you should ask, how can I serve my neighbor? How can I love my neighbor? How can I? If you're if you're a believer, you should be serving your local church. Yeah. You should be loving them. And if you're not, you should question whether you're a believer. I mean, Jesus is so plain about that and all the writings in the New Testament. And so then strengths are for service. I mean, we know that in the church. But uh, the world is having a big discussion about power and what is going to happen with it. And that's a valid discussion. So far, if you're a celebrity, good news for you. It's very difficult to cancel, you know. However, uh, cancel culture is most effective. This is number seven, by mm-hmm. the way. Cancel culture is most effective against people who are still rising in their fields, and it influences many people who don't actually get canceled. So this is where a John Edwards story plays in, because John Edwards was a Democrat on the rise. Who knows? Could have been. Right. I mean, uh, there are so many counterfactual realities. Uh, I believe, was John Edwards in the presidential race? Uh, did John Kerry end up getting the Democratic nomination? Yeah, in that? he was the vice president. He was on the ticket. It was Kerry and... It was Kerry Edwards? Edwards? Yeah. Interesting. I forgot that. Yeah, so he, I mean, he was a nominee for... He was on the on the ticket. You mm-hmm. know, he could have been the vice president of the United mm-hmm. States, um, and then he ran for president when the um, Barack Obama Hillary Clinton election, mm-hmm. 
And that's when the affair came out. Right. Okay. That he had. Yeah, it makes you wonder. I'm sure it makes you wonder as someone who's into politics if anybody in another Democratic uh, campaign leaked or found out about that and then canceled him. But who knows? Yeah, that was thinking, I was thinking there was a – I can't remember his his name and uh, based on time. I, I won't um, try to remember it too much. But there was a movie. It was actually a story very similarly. You know, there was a, a, a true story. I think it was in the, in the 80s or – uh, he was running for president. He was from, I think, Massachusetts. Um, and he was doing really well, young, energetic candidate. Um, and there was a, a, a rumor that he had an affair uh, mm-hmm. during the campaign. There was no um, actual, uh, there wasn't a lot of evidence. There's just a rumor that he had. A, there was a, I think mm-hmm. it was a, a news, a news, I don't know if it was the Miami Herald or whatever it was, but they they had kind of had this got had this picture and they had just kind of like ran with it yeah. with very little evidence and he ended up you know he ended up dropping out of the race because mm-hmm. there was so much uh, negative pressure on him and yeah. that was one of those stories where it's like um, you know the he was in a sense canceled and there wasn't a lot of evidence yeah. that could have proved that maybe did he do it or did he not do it but there was just such a a quick um, Kind of judgment on him, and very similar to Jonathan John John Edwards. He, he knew he was off the map, yep. you know, and just like that, and um, and other politicians that you know who are running for president or running for elections. The, these stories come out that maybe they've had an affair or something like that, and you never hear from them again. Well, and that's the second half of this point is that um, what it does when someone is uh, deplatformed or canceled is it drives every other person watching, hey, you better conform to whatever standard kind of the mob is holding up today and then get out because there are new standards now and you better live up to them. Um, But the new standards are not clear and and that's a big problem. Uh, What what are the rules today uh, in, in the world? The candidate was Gary Hart. He was from Colorado. And he was running for president in 1987. Okay. During the time when Bush was running. Okay. Yeah. So. Yep. That there's a movie with um, um, oh, what's his name? Um, the actor from uh, from the uh, Wolverine. Hugh Jackman. Oh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Yeah. He plays the the case. It's a fairly good political movie. Sure. If you're interested in that, but um, um, so number I guess number eight, the right and the left both cancel. Um, it's just that today's right is too weak to do it do it effectively. And, mm-hmm. We've talked a little about it. I mean, the 1960s, you know, McCarthyism, I guess it was at the 50s, McCarthyism and the Red Scare, that was a right-wing canceled sure. agenda. Um, and, you know, he mentions the Dixie Chicks. Um, I still like the Dixie Chicks. I would still listen to the Dixie Chicks. They were sure. pretty yep. talented. <laughs> so their, thing, their issue against George W. Bush really didn't affect their music. I thought their music right. was still pretty really good. Uh, but uh, but the Dixie Chicks were canceled in the in the country music right you know scene and stuff yeah and even even then I would say to a degree because they kind of rebranded and, yeah and of course they they are attempting to rebrand now because they are I guess the chicks now the and chicks, come yeah. on uh, yeah because Dixie is kind of a uh, southern racist yeah. I, I I don't now look I don't know if it is I I I don't think it is but I haven't looked that much into the yeah. term Dixie itself I just. Oh goodness! Uh, it's this is this is going far, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and, and and on this point, I just kind of go by, by today's ride is too weak. I, uh, okay, the 
the right that would be defined as the Trump right, right. Um, yeah, it's so jumbled and incoherent that, yes, culturally there is no power in canceling any celebrity, really. Uh, but that could all change uh because there's an election coming. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's heard, but there's an election yeah. in November, and then so. And, well, I mean, there was a there was a, there was a strong group of, of right conservatives that were trying to cancel Trump. Right. I mean, they wanted him canceled. There were for, many efforts. For, there were many efforts that, and they <laughs> failed to cancel That's him. That's right. They they strongly wanted to cancel right. him, and so he would not be the Republican nominee. Right. You know, and. Just just to that, I think, odd statement that today's right is too weak to do it effectively, people are today still being canceled within the right because it's a movement. It's and a and so we don't hear much about it because not too many people are interested in reading about how a congressional aide got fired because, right. you know, not, not interesting uh, right. to the average American. And um, I would say even like, you know, uh, of course, you know, you, when you saw a strong attempt by the right – during Clinton's administration to have him yeah. canceled. To have him, yeah. But I'll say this, there is a sense where you, you saw that maybe it was because of Barack Obama's race. Uh-huh. There wasn't much push to... I mean, push to, there wasn't a lot of uh, Obama uh, staffers that got, you know, thrown out into investigations by Republican, congressional Republicans or anything like that. You know, and they disagree with with Obama a lot of issues but you didn't see a lot of attempts to try to like cancel him mm-hmm. or, uh, or well I would say the um, the birth yeah that was, issue was, was, was an effort wasn't it with a Trump Trump kind of brought that out now like, Trump is a later adopter yeah a later adopter um, but, but yeah there that was, was probably, a real yeah, that's a that, was a, that was an attempt that was an attempt mostly during the election mm-hmm. yeah um and there was a, a far wing or, or fringe of people that maybe were trying to do it during his administration, but they were kind of like not heard of, and they were yeah. a bit, a bit not, not 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 very influential by any means. But yeah, yep. Uh, number nine, the heat of the cancel culture debate reflects the intersection of the internet as a medium for cancellation, with the increasing power of left wing moral norms as a justification for cancellation. Okay, uh, that's long uh, as well, but. There is this very intense thing happening that that relates to two things. One, whatever left-wing moral norms are going to end up being, and look, I'm sure that some people will be dissatisfied with saying, "Well, they're clear." I don't. They're not clear. Yeah. What what left-wing moral norms? What the new normal that some people seem to have in mind is going to be? Uh, and, and until it is very clear, exactly, exactly, what is hate speech? Exactly. What does safety mean? Listen, safety on a college campus right now literally means I don't want to hear anything that I disagree with. And if right. you want to come and tell me something that I don't agree with, you cannot come on my campus yeah. and talk. You have to be somewhere else because yeah. this is a this is like a holy space for me. Yeah, that's not you can't you can't live that way. Right. And that's where we are right now. Yeah. Uh, well, nobody's on campus right now, but yeah. this, it's interesting. It's like we're given this. Um, I hope that when we do begin to open up, there is a new day that we can go. There's a lot of stuff to work out, but we got to get some genuine answers to some of these questions we've raised. Um, because, uh, yes, there is increasing power uh, of left-wing moral norms yeah. as justification. And I think one of the problems with, with, with this, especially from an academic standpoint, is history, not just American history, but human history, is full 
of racism, sexism, and homophobia. It's everywhere. Properly speaking. Yeah. And, and, and if you don't, if you won't properly speak about it, then you can't even define it. Yes, it is. It's, there is racism. It's everywhere. There and, is, and you have, yes. you have people, you have events, you have um, situations in, in history that you need to read, you need to study, you mm-hmm. need to talk about. Um, and you can't, you, you can't say, well, we're going to ignore those things mm-hmm. in the history because we don't like them and they are hurtful and I feel uncomfortable reading about it. But just because the history is full of it doesn't mean bringing it up is racist, sexist, or homophobic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's saying human history is full of, of, of people who did bad things and did good things. And the point of you at living in the present is to learn from their mistakes, be inspired by the good things they did, and try not to do the same things again. Yep. That's the that's the point. Yep. And if you don't if it, and if you don't bring these things up, you don't talk about them. Um, I think I think you're I think as a society and a generation, you are harming yourself. Um, and I think it's also wrong to say that there hasn't been any progress in any of these issues right. from right. whatever right. you want to start with till now, because then you're going to say then life is basically hopeless because yeah. there's no progression when it comes to me being able to not uh, think racist about someone from a different race or sexist or sure. homophobic. Um, if, if literally we cannot grow, and obviously from a Christian standpoint, a Christian will be the only way to grow is through Christ and yeah. through the Holy Spirit. Um, but even as a way to instruct people and say, there is a way to move forward, there's a way to grow, there's a way to sanctify yeah. and, 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 and grow and be better people, yeah. but you have to learn from people's mistakes. Right. And that's the point of learning. And right. And, and, you know, and, and that, you know, is a question where we talk a lot about uh, progress and is it possible. And, and um, it could be that at the core of what is really driving this is a dissatisfaction with the way this world is. Look, as Christians, we can identify with that. We know mm-hmm. this world is broken. Right. But something that should make everyone's... Uh, should make everyone concerned is uh, there is a movement now to go um, it's, it's what I would call a utopian movement look we can fix all this we humans have the power in ourselves but it's going to involve taking down everything yeah. and breaking down every structure and starting over and I don't even think anybody who's using those words or thinking about this yeah. is being honest about what that would mean right um, and we know from we've heard from the Bible I mean the, the world was destroyed through the flood and what happened with Noah and his family they continued to sin yes so you burn it to the ground and you remove all of the past and you start from new you're just going to create the same past that's right you know and, and a lot of a lot of horrible things in your way can uh, yeah. come in behind you and so you know mm-hmm. I'm not for that just not yep. um, and then finally number 10 if you oppose left wing cancel culture appeals to liberalism and free speech aren't enough um, I and, thought this was a really good point yeah and, and something that you know uh, honestly was not uh, seen by some of our other authors that we've spoken of today there was a plea from one of our other authors to say look we, don't we want free speech um, free speech is not an end in itself. Mm-hmm. Free speech was put in to the Constitution to guarantee life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right. property, solid foundations. Um, and, and so I, I think, you know, one thing that we're living in right now is I think there are projects that all humanity could take up 
look, the whole world doesn't have regular food, water, and shelter. That's a reasonable mission yeah. for us to be working on. And I know yeah. some, uh, some powerful people who have been working on projects like that. There are things that I think humanity could gather around. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, um, whether because of consumerism and, and we just end up kind of going, well, I guess I could just not watch Netflix my whole life. That's easy. Um, we need a bigger mission. Uh, in the church, we have a bigger mission. We, we live to say there's hope that, that our sins do not have to destroy us or the world, that Jesus can heal yeah. us and that there is life in him and that, that life is is then found and we have a new family in Christ and, uh, and there's hope for the whole world, anybody who would listen. Um, but in the past, there have been plenty of missions that the world has taken up that have, that have been a good thing for uh, a group of people to work on together. America, I, this is certainly plain. America does not have a mission and has not had a mission no. uh, for a while. Right, we and, talked about this. this the, <laughs> that's when the 60s so great because they had the space mission. Yes. I mean, to reach the moon was mm-hmm. such a, a national unifying force that spanned one, two, three presidents. Right. Um, yeah, would that happen today? If like, if President Bush had an agenda to do this and the country unified it, but then the other president's like, yeah, I don't really like that. Right. But yet, three different presidents from two different parties got that done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's unique and it's cool and it's still popular to think about. I mm-hmm. mean, it's still popular to kind of go back and 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 watch and and, and how the country uh, rallied around that. Um. I, you know, thinking about free speech, free speech is important. I mean, it's in First Amendment, I get that. But, you know, we, 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 we argue so much about free speech. And I think your, your discussion about, like, there's so many other issues that we need to be talking about and working together to solve that we don't even get to because we're just worried about free speech sure. constantly. Sure. And the thing is, you know, even as Christians, you know, the gospel went around the entire empire without free speech. Mm, the, the Roman sure. Empire did not provide free speech. Agre- Emperor could care less what you said. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure um, all the governors could care less what you had to say as well. And um, But yet, Paul spoke his mind, even under threat, and the gospel went forth. And so, number one, the church, we don't need the government to define free speech for us uh, to protect so that we can do our job. Yeah. I mean... We will, as Luther did, who wrote passionately about God's word and the importance of salvation by faith alone, uh, justified by Christ alone, even under the threat, the, 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 Rome, the uh, Roman Catholic Church did not want him speaking his mind, as if right. you know from that history, but yet he did it anyways. Right. Um, we argue so much about freedom of speech, and yet we rarely ever speak courageously or confidently mm-hmm. what the things we should say, mm-hmm. I think. Um and so, um, yeah, I, I think this is a, an interesting point of instead of arguing so much about I, I, I deserve free speech or, you know, defend my free speech. Let's actually create substance on, on ideas that are worth speaking of. Because yes. that all just because you have a freedom of speech doesn't mean what you say actually should be heard. That's right. Because well, does it matter? Does it matter? Well, right. is, is it just crude? Is it edifying in any way? Right. Uh, and a lot of speech just isn't. A right. lot of speech that you see on social media or on YouTube is just waste of time, it crude, is. and just 
not very edifying. And um, I think that is a good place to, to think through and meditate on. Yeah. 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 All right. Like this, this was a big one. We covered a I lot think of ground today. Split this in two. I think as as, <laughs> as I was going to watch, like we haven't talked in two weeks, and so therefore I think we could we could probably do two. This is a big issue, anyways. It so is. It's probably worth maybe splitting in two. So maybe we'll have part one for those first two articles, and then point part two with that last great points and stuff. And and so this has been Empires of the Future. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, what is, again, I don't know the last, I, I don't say it, so therefore I don't remember it. That's all right. We'll see you all we'll in the future. We'll see you in the future. There you go. <laughs> I mean, that was perfect. That I think that perfect. came off really well. <laughs>